Welcome to Vegas Revealed, episode 61. Coming up, we talk to singer Tiffany. She's in Las Vegas debuting new music. You know, the opportunity arose um, for, for me to be able to come here and do it. And it's shadows on the strip. I love the whole concept. Great to catch up with Tiffany. She used to live in Las Vegas, and we asked her about some of her favorite spots. Plus, Las Vegas is officially at 50% capacity. We've seen firsthand that visitors are back. And the results of our weekly Vegas Revealed poll. All right, let's spin the wheel. Welcome to Vegas Revealed, episode 61. I'm Dana Roselli. And I'm Sean McAllister, and we are coming to you from a very busy Las Vegas, which is something we haven't been able to say for about a year now, Dana. I know. You and I were out last weekend doing a job at Mandalay Bay, and we were like, wow, it's really busy here. Like, there were lots of people going out, enjoying, gambling. We saw basketball teams coming in, walking behind us, didn't we, for the, for the yeah, March Madness Yeah, there were some uh, college basketball, the regional tournaments were happening here in Las Vegas, and we saw teams that were, that were loading in, loading out. So the activity is back, and it's, it's looking like what we would expect Las Vegas to look like. Yeah, it really does. I was at the Venetian on Sunday at the Grand Canal shops, and boy, there were tons of people there. A good amount, you know, a safe amount. It wasn't crazy, but it was more than we've usually seen, actually. Um, and then I noticed, like, the Grand Canal was open, and people were doing the boat rides. There were singers back in St. Mark's Square. So it just fell all right again. And, of course, people were still masked up. And, and Dana, speaking of the Venetian, uh, last week we talked about Legacy Stadium. Right. Which used to be our home for recording Vegas Revealed. There's a, a broadcast studio built into that space. And we mentioned that Legacy Stadium was a victim of the pandemic. The restaurant shuts down. But the Venetian has reopened it specifically for March Madness viewing because it is set up like an arena, a sports book. It's gr- That place is a perfect place to watch sports, let me tell you, with the stadium seating, all the monitors on the wall. So I'm so glad that they did that. It makes sense because you make you definitely would make money in there. Are they serving food? Do we know? I, I think they are. Good. I think it's a Good. I think they're doing, you know, bar, food. Uh, they have it open for betting and for watching games. So awesome. That's a great thing. I love seeing people back in there. I the, again that is just temporary for March Madness, but we hope to see something more permanent set up shop there soon. Yeah, for sure. Hey, some news coming in today when we're recording, which is a Thursday, is about the Rio. You and I often talk and I think really all of Las Vegas talks about like What's going on at the Rio? Because, <laughs> well, there's not a lot going on at the Rio. <laughs> I mean, up until March of last year, the Chippendales were going on at the Rio. Yeah, and we always say that was about it, right? I mean, it's, it's I don't know, it's in need of an upgrade. Let's put it that way. It's been in need of an upgrade. <laughs> and apparently now that's going to happen. Right. So, you know, it's owned by Caesars, which is now owned by El Dorado, but kept the name Caesars. So all that transferring is going on. And John Castellamides, our friend from the Review Journal, has announced today that Hyatt Hotels is going to renovate, rebrand, 
the Rio. Apparently, there's 2,510 rooms in the Rio. It's a big property. And then one of the towers will become a Hyatt Hotel. So no cost yet, no timeline specified, but some, some information coming in and starting to generate about the Rio becoming the Hyatt. Well, and it's nice to see that there is some investment happening at that property and that somebody does see the the potential because mm-hmm. it is a huge resort. It, is. it takes up a huge footprint. It's got a ton of convention space over there. That's where the World Series of Poker has been held for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there is a lot of potential, but it the property is in desperate need of some TLC. Yeah, and, and that could be why. So I always like figure that if a hotel hasn't had upgrades in a while, that it's probably either up for sale, they plan on putting it up for sale, and they just plan on maybe the new owners being able to do with it whatever they want to do with it. Right. So I've always thought that about the Mirage. It kind of hasn't had an update in a while either. Yeah, but getting back to the Rio, I, there have been rumors for years that it was going to be sold off Mm -hmm. from the Caesars portfolio. There have even been rumors that it was going to be knocked down and that entire lot was going to be used for a Major League Baseball stadium right? to woo a team. I mean, makes sense. It's a great spot. It is. Yeah, I don't know that we'd miss it because we've got a bunch of different resorts going up now and opening brand new. I mean, you know, I don't want to hate on the Rio. I'm just saying it needs something. It it does. (laughs) And apparently now it's getting it. So hallelujah. Well, Hakkasan Group has announced that it's going to reopen one of its nightlife destinations, the one at MGM Grand, which is the club called Hakkasan. They own a lot of different venues as well in town. But this is their signature venue. And apparently they're going to reopen on March 26th. So they're going to do all the safety protocol stuff. They can't be at the, you know, it's not going to be like a jam-packed club floor and people bouncing up and down and jumping with no mask on or anything like that. (laughs) I don't know if it's my age or or a side effect from this whole pandemic thing, but going into a packed Mm. nightclub just sounds revolting to me. I know. I feel like it always kind of did to me before. Yeah. A little bit. I didn't mind if I had a table. Well, a table is great. But I didn't yeah. want to stand on the dance floor. No, getting down there, there and no. being packed in, jumping around. No, I was showing you pictures. I had my Facebook memories come up of when Omnia opened in 2015. Yeah. And I was in a... The Beebs was there. Balcony. Yeah, the Beebs was there DJing. It was a whole thing. <laughs> and, you know, I don't know. We were all there and we got shuffled in and we were in this balcony table. It was great. You could look down on everything. But I was looking down and I remember thinking that night, like, how do people do it? Like, pack in there on the yeah. dance floor for hours. They just love it. I know. I don't know. I like to view from the balcony. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> uh, but that is good news that Hakkasan is reopening, and uh, they have plenty of room. I mm-hmm. mean, that that nightclub space is huge. It's multiple rooms, and right. So if they operate it like a lounge, like a lot of these other nightlife venues have done, um, that should be no problem. Yeah, and that's what they said they're doing. It's going to be a lounge. You have to make a reservation. You can't just show up, and yep. it's for hotel and non-hotel guests. General admission. And you have to, you know, make sure that you cooperate with all the local restrictions. Yeah. Well, Omni is doing that, too, on the balcony at Caesars. Right. So they're not opening the actual nightclub space, but it's their outdoor space that they're opening up on that second level. Well, uh, Hakkasan, welcome back. Good to see you. Hey. Um, Lots of more 
developments coming out of Resorts World, I feel like, weekly. And so that's moving along. Everyone keeps asking, now, when is that supposed to open? And, you know, they did have, I think it was like a June 2021. But then now it's they've kind of gone into the language of just summer of 2021. So we don't right. have an exact date for that yet. But Virgin Hotels off the strip uh, right at Paradise and Harmon is opening just a short time from now. And that's the former Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. And there is some other progress to talk about, um, which Dana, I think we should plan on going more in depth on this okay. next week. Uh, but there's a new arena being built here in Las Vegas. It's called the Sphere. It's uh, set kind of back behind the Venetian. And they're just starting to put the roof onto the sphere. They've been building up the sides as we've gone gone along. It's going to look like a big ball, as the name would suggest, mm-hmm. kind of like at Epcot Center yeah, it does. in Florida. It does look like that. You know, it kind of looks <laughs> yes. like that. Um, but it's going to be a state-of-the-art uh, new arena, convention space, concert venue. Um, so I just saw that the, the roof was, was mm-hmm. going up on that to make it look like a sphere. Um, so let's talk about that next yeah. week. But that had a little bit of a pause, but they say they will be finishing that. Right. We know that. We know that. So it's it's moving along. That's good. And that's going to be super cool. You're right. Let's do our weekly poll. How about it? Dun, dun, dun. Do we have a, maybe we need, need a theme song for this poll. Possibly. I might need to pop one in there. Ooh, okay. I'm going to pause for a minute and, and insert song. And now it's time for the Vegas Revealed exclusive poll of the week. (laughs) That was good. I like that. I like that. All right. Podcast poll of the week. Would you be more likely to choose a hotel casino that doesn't have a resort fee? Or do you just stay at your favorite place no matter what? Well, hot damn. (laughs) I could have seen this answer coming from five miles away. That's right. 72.3% of you say yes, definitely you would book at a place that doesn't have a resort fee. But 27.7% said no. I just like my favorite place. And then they chimed in with some of their favorite places. Yeah, Bellagio is what uh, Doobie Bro, that's Doobie Bro's favorite place to go, which is I can't argue with that. Uh, John, a regular listener, John Durante, says that he's ready to return to the Cosmopolitan. All right. Yeah, that's a favorite among a lot of people because they have great balconies, which are pretty rare on the Strip. They are. And also, we got some tweets from Velvet Rebel Music again. They always love to chime in. Now, he or she, I think it's a he, says, sadly, most have been de-themed. So they are all generic now. Give me the best price. That's what he would go for. He does say Luxor and Excalibur, the coolest, but they're losing some of their personality, according to him. So I told him, listen, if you love a themed hotel, the Venetian might be a good choice because it's the whole Italian theme. True. And Paris is a good option, too. True. I forgot about Paris. See, I'm starting to... What, what is going on? I haven't walked into <laughs> Paris yet in a year, so I forgot about Paris. Good one. Uh, then Route 661 says, I'll pay more to stay with the atmosphere I like. I would. What would tempt me would be more of an adult-only hotel casino. Uh, well, then Circa Resort in downtown Las Vegas is the place for you because there are no kids allowed. That's right. They're so- booting strollers off the floor like crazy. <laughs> they are. It's one of the very rare casinos that hotels that say, no, you, kids can't even stay there. Yeah. I, so 
not an option. We suggested Circa to him. He wrote back and said, yes, Circa's great. He visited last weekend. So he already knows about Circa. And by the way, I was kidding. I don't think they're literally booting strollers off the casino floor. But they're not. No kids allowed. Stay home. Stay home. Um, Okay. That's a great poll. We love everyone for chiming in. And we also, by the way, when we talk about busy, I got a little note in our Vegas revealed Twitter from Brian, one of our regular listeners as well. And he drives for rideshare and he always gives us updates. Oh, okay. So he said uh, business is definitely picking up. He said he's noticed it's nonstop. So he says he starts one trip and then the queue gets filled up with the next passenger to pick up. However, a lot of people are waiting about 20 minutes because there aren't enough drivers back yet. Mm. So he's saying, you know, not, not a scientific poll, but you know, they're waiting about average of 20 to 30 minutes. But anyway, his uh, basic tip was just make sure that you book ahead. That's the best way to do it. And if you didn't know, you can plan rides ahead in the app. You can book it at a certain time. Right. And just kind of diving into the numbers of Las Vegas right now, I did see something that said, and I don't think this is an official number, but just a, a rough estimate of where Las Vegas is right now, that uh, we're at about 70% capacity with hotel rooms right now. Amazing. So you were, yeah, we now have 50% allowed. So when we say capacity, it's up to the 50%. Right. So 70% of 50% capacity of all Las Vegas, if that makes any yeah. sense at all. Bottom line is people are back. I know. And you know, these numbers are, it sounds silly to talk about, but I saw one of the dancers from Fantasy tweet and say, boy, 50% capacity is such a difference compared to 35. Like it makes a huge difference. It makes a gigantic difference, especially if you're in one of the larger showrooms, which mm-hmm. Fantasy has moved into a larger showroom right. uh, with their new updated production and that does make a huge difference if a theater of that size can be half full Mm -hmm. rather than a quarter full I mean those are a lot more bodies really yeah a huge difference someone from the Golden Knights wrote back I forget like an announce one of the announcers or uh, you know one of the staff over there and said yeah and I love the 20% capacity compared to the 15 (laughs) right because they're you know having 20% in the arena now and he said he noticed a huge difference with that as well yeah, and they said uh, it just one of the games the other day, the Golden Knights won, and with those you know thirty five hundred plus fans inside T Mobile Arena, they said that it was bananas. The Golden Knights came back and won at the very end of the third period, and uh, people were saying it sounded like there were eighteen thousand fans in there, which is you know just great to have that atmosphere back, and obviously it has an impact on the way the team plays. Yeah. And, you know, the governor just announced, too, that we are really making progress with vaccinations, which is great for all the staff uh, that has to work on the Strip as well. Mm Because I know that a lot of them have been saying, like, hey, we're out here, we're dealing, we're doing this, we're working with these people that are coming back, but we really want to be vaccinated. And he announced that beginning on April 5th, all Nevadans, 16 and older, will be eligible to schedule vaccination appointments statewide. Amazing. Yeah, so big, big development there. So if you're coming to Las Vegas... You know, we're going to have a lot of people vaccinated so you can feel a little bit safer. And I know he was also in his tweets yesterday I was reading. I didn't watch the actual press conference. He was saying, we're going to be one of the safest places to visit, to, you know, conduct business, to have your convention. They're really working right now to get us back in shape for all that. As of uh, March 22nd, 
it's 16 and over if you have an underlying condition of any sort. So, right. you know, things are moving right. along really quickly here. We like to see that. Yeah, that's for sure. We're going to get to our interview, but we do have some sightings, celebrity sightings around town that we want to share with you coming up after our interview. We've got some good ones. And these folks are not attending places on the Strip. They've actually hit up a bunch of downtown spots. Yeah, but we have another celebrity who's joining us right now. I can't get that 80s anthem, (laughs) I think we're alone now, out of my head. I thought you would sing it at least. I think we're alone now. There doesn't seem to be anyone (laughs) around. Singer Tiffany is in Las Vegas getting ready to do a live stream, and she's going to have a small audience there as well, which is really cool. She's debuting her new album called Shadows. We're excited to have Tiffany with us. Tiffany, how are you? Welcome back to town. Well, thank you. I'm excited to be here. I'm just running into rehearsal pretty soon, so midstream, putting on my makeup, guys, so real moment with Tiffany. Uh, Got in last (laughs) night, rehearsed with the band. It's going to be awesome. I'm so excited for the new music, Shadows. It's a year late because of COVID, of course. I think we all put our little lives on hold, but now we're all coming out safe doing our stuff. So this is an honor, really, to be able to show my new music with my band, um, have some people in the audience, and actually have some people to vibe off of, and, of course, to see all the the in, you know the in, interest in the new music, but everybody can buy the virtual ticket come be a part of my world. I'm thrilled. And and why did you choose Vegas for this big premiere? Well, it makes sense. Um, I used to live here for a little while. I'm a Cali girl, um, but I used to live here for a while. So, it, you know, the opportunity arose um, for, for me to be able to come here and do it. And it's shadows on the strip. I love the whole concept. I have family here. So I have a goddaughter named Tiffany. So she's my assistant today at helping me. So that's a double win. Um, because like everybody, it's been hard. I haven't seen any family. I haven't, you know, had that chance to get on a plane. I got on my first plane after not flying for a while. And I don't fly well. So I needed the extra love. I was like, eh. but I mean, it was a good flight considering. And it's different to do all of this stuff in COVID. I didn't know what to expect, but it wasn't bad at all. Um, you know, so it's nice to see everybody getting back into life um, and to be a part of it. I was listening to a clip of the new music, and it kind of sounds a little rock and roll, a little pop. Is that how you describe it? It's exactly it. It's a little rock and roll, um, a lot of punk, actually. It's got a little bit of a influence from Blondie, Go-Go's, the Ramones, um, and then it's got a pop flair. I'm Tiffany. So it all makes sense. We've been working on it for a while. I think the track Beautiful on Pieces of Me, the album prior to this, really kind of showed where we were going to go. And we just took it a little step further than that. Songs like Lost Inside, um, Shadows, the, the title track, which will be premiering uh, on Saturday, March 20th for the live stream. I think, you know, people are going to go, oh, what, this is Tiffany? But it's totally appropriate. It's totally real and organic. And I've been working on it a long time, four years, in fact. And, um, you know, I think it's the next thing for me. We've got that 80s flair that was infectious in 80s music. Um, It was fun, it was kind of anthemic. And I think we put that, a little bit of that quality in this album. So 
you know, there's you can't sit down and watch a TIFF show anymore. You're going to have to get up and rock it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and do you think that, that that kind of 80s vibe where where there is that sense of, of fun and excitement, do you think that it's kind of that people are, are yearning to have that kind of vibe in music right now? Oh, definitely. I mean, we've all been in our homes. So, you know, we want to get out. We want to have fun. Um, you know, there's a lot of things going on in the world. Uh, they're very serious. But, you know, on a, on a side note, we also have balance. We have to get out there and shake it off and have fun. And, you know, it's good for our mind, our health. You have to have a lot of that positivity. And I think music definitely is universal. It makes us feel, you know, childlike. It makes us care, you know, carefree, get rid of our worries for a minute and have a good time. So I definitely want my music to be a part of that. Uh, and this new album is high energy. And once we can be rocking out, right now I'm doing TikTok, doing the <laughs> dances on TikTok and everybody's, they're, they're making me laugh because they're like, I don't know how to do the dance. I'm like, all right, we've got to have a dance lesson. That's what we have to have. So I just did a rocktail party again, going back to that tweet with Tiffany, my new company and my cooking club. My rocktail parties are exactly that. I, I serve cocktails, I kind of bar, bartend my signature cocktails, serve food, do some numbers, do some, you know, a few songs. Oh, yeah. But now I'm turning it into a dance lesson. I get everybody up and I'm like, you guys gotta learn to dance before we can rock it in 2021. So it's been a lot, it's been a lot of fun having everybody get up after a few cocktails. And they have that dance down by before, before they leave, let me tell you. <laughs> I, I've seen people doing it and people do have it down. Yeah. And I mean, I think that, that this Rock Tales with Tiffany sounds like a perfect in-person experience for Las Vegas once we can get everybody back together, you know, in a room with no restrictions like yes, that. Yes, I'm having a blast doing them. No, in COVID, you just had to rework what you love to do. Food and music for me has been a big family thing. I grew up with an, a Lebanese grandmother and music was always happening and then Part of my family were Southern, so lots of country music. And I started music when I was nine. So I've been around food and music and it makes people happy again. So I went to, to food and, um, and I've been having a good time with it. Let's Food with Tiffany is growing. And um, you know, wherever it takes me again, we apply music to it and have a great time. Exactly. And, you know, I saw you perform on, I think it was the mixtape tour at Mandalay Bay. And boy, you bring the audience to their feet. People love your old music. But don't you feel like it's such a great feeling to feel successful when you've got new music you can sing and then, you know, hits from back in the day and you can kind of mix it up? It is. I mean, it's great. I always, I mean, if wherever you come to a TIFF show, I'll always be could have been all this time. I think we're alone now. Uh, that's my heart. That's where I started. It's a big honor, again, to have re-recorded I Think We're Alone Now, 2019 version, rock it out a little bit, over 3 million views with a new video. And I went to my high school on that video. So again, really special stuff. Being a Norwalk girl from California, you know, the original video didn't show that, but it showed Ventura Boulevard. And this time I got to go back and show the studio I recorded it in, my high school. I had to have my old school friends. We're rocking it out, you know, walking down Norwalk. So it was a, a big celebration of my life and a big celebration of the song. And that's what we'll be doing on Saturday as well, rocking out some I Think We're Low Now and the dance. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And is this your first show back with uh, an actual live audience it well it is to some degree i've been doing tiff takeovers uh in florida so again right. we do one or two songs acoustic 
great. So I have been, again, cooking or reworking menus. So I've been around people, but as far as a full live band show with my whole band and again, the new music, it's, you know, I'm so excited. I'm nervous, I have to say. I just came from the gym before I'm getting ready to go to rehearsal. So sorry, you're getting the real life tiff today. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of energy, the music and having the band. I haven't really performed with the band. We've been in rehearsals. But once those lights and everything last night on the stage, it was like, oh, your heart starts going like this. So having people in the room, having the live stream, the new music, it's like all going to come together. It is nerve wracking. I'm ready for it. And I'm really, really excited more than anything. Well, I think it's great that you're nervous because I think people, you know, yeah. often think that once you do things over and over, it's just like, you know, you're not nervous. You don't put a lot of pressure on yourself, but you do. It's a big deal. Yeah, it is a big deal. I mean, it's always been like that for me in my career because I am such an independent. I'm living my dreams and it's really, I mean, it's important to me and I love my fans and uh, I love that we're you know, doing all these adventures together, but again i think everybody feels the same way coming out of covid reworking your life it is a big deal you know you're a little nervous you're finding yourself again whatever the big the small and uh new music debut new music is always a kind of a head trip a little bit but uh you know it's like this newfound freedom i think when you're coming out of covid uh so it's all of those things i think that energy but we're, you know, I'm really looking forward to 2021. I got a full touring schedule as we go on with Great. safety. So check it out, TiffanyTunes.com, because we start in May and we don't end until November. So, you know, fingers crossed, everything stays in line, but it's looking very good as everybody is vaccinated and we build confidence and still yeah. social, social distance and temperatures and all of those things and safety measures. But a lot of my things are outdoors as well. So come rock out tiffanytunes.com. Having lived here in Las Vegas and now being back, do you have any insights or or like hidden gems that you always have to hit up whenever you come back into town? Oh, I have. Well, I love my my breakfast, uh, Mona Me uh-huh. in Paris oh, at the that Paris. That's what I haven't went yet. Um, and I'm currently, um, you know, just staying in, on a different side that I've never really stayed before. So discovering some old school Vegas, uh, living here, I didn't really spend too much time on the Strip. I went to Mark Mount Charleston all the time, took my son up there, went hiking, has discovered a lot of other things. But uh, we were just talking about, oh, uh, what is it, Batista's? Yes. Um, yes. The hole in the wall. Great old yeah. school place, and I used to take my band there. Again, I just got here, so I don't know what's open, what's not. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I'm pretty diligent right now. I got to fit into some costumes, so I'm not yeah. much Italian. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. but I hope to definitely return again very quickly. And those are some of my favorite places, definitely. Right. No, I love that. I love that because we often talk about the places off the strip or, or the ones that people that visit here don't even know about, but it's a quick drive. So we love that you said Mount Charleston. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, so beautiful up there. People don't even know, or, you know, what's uh, what's just down the street. So I had a whole different experience, like I said. And there's also, I can't remember, but a bowling alley that's all neon and go there all the time. Because when I was living here primarily, my son was very small. So I was doing other things and going into yeah. different directions and going being a mom 
Um, and so we had a family nights and things like that. It was a whole different lifestyle. I used to have a residency at the Hilton way oh back in the gosh. day. Amazing. I live right, right next door to there. It's now the Westgate. So yeah, it's a great place. Great theater, great little spaces, great big theaters, everything you could ever need. Yeah. I mean, I love Vegas. My family, again, lives here and my dad lived here for many years. So this was a place that I came often. Um, and it's nice. And I was here in COVID when I got trapped in LA when it first started. So I moved myself here for a little bit and I stayed here for a month without any, it was very, I am legend. It was the weirdest thing to be in Vegas when wow. there was no one, it was very eerie, I have to say. That was only a year ago and yeah. that's so hard to believe. Exactly. Right around this time, I think we were here yep. and I was renting that's an Airbnb and uh, it just was interesting to see the lights on and some not on and I just never would have thought I would ever see that in my lifetime. Nope. But we're back yeah. up and running, so yay. Yay. So uh, the live stream on, on March 20th, how can people get tickets? You can go to Tiffany slash deeps.com or go to tiffanytunes.com and that'll take you to all things Tiff World. And please, it's $10, I think, to buy the live stream ticket. We're doing uh, a 60 minute set. You get old school, you get pieces of me and all the new stuff, which is, which is great. You'll get to know what's happening before. Hopefully we see each other out on the road and I do live shows. Yeah, I mean, it's great. So people will be able to hear the debut, watch it live uh, on the live stream, and then continue to follow you by the new music. We're, we're super excited for you. You look fabulous, by the way. Oh, well, thank you. I apologize. <laughs> I really am like, you know, I'm so knee deep in production right now. I am serving rocktails and doing Let's Do with <laughs> Tiffany for the after party. I'm a small business, so I'm very much hands on. So I was out planning menus this morning and everything. So yeah, this is, this is what it looks like. <laughs> I have a new lipstick company coming out as well. So lots of red will be walking, you know, rocking in 2021. So I'm excited. That's awesome. That. We love that. If you're interested in Radical Red's beauty. Perfect. Love that. And, and yeah, thank you. COVID, you just have to have all these other avenues, you know? <laughs> right, but, right. Yeah, there here we are. I mean, we're coming out hot. So um, again, I love it. Thank you guys for all the support. Of course, of course. It's Tiffany, thank you. Aww, Have a great thank show. You. Thank you. Love you guys. Bye. Great catching up with Tiffany. Who would have ever thought, right? I know. So, you know, if you're in Vegas, you may see Tiffany roaming around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and she's a great spirit. I love her energy. Such a great interview. It was great talking to her. Um, speaking of celebrities, we have a couple sightings to mention. And two of them took place in downtown Las Vegas. And everyone's going, we love this because it's showing support for local businesses. And one of them was singer Usher who was in town, uh, apparently, you know, checking out Las Vegas before his residency kicks off in July at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace. But he was spotted at Esther's Kitchen, which is such a great spot in downtown Las Vegas on Casino Center. And he apparently he visited with like his team and they enjoyed this late night meal. And I'll talk about what was on the menu in just a little bit. But the pictures came in, and we have them on our social if you want to see. It's at Vegas Revealed on Twitter and then at Vegas.Revealed on Instagram. And not only did Usher go to a great establishment in downtown Las Vegas, but he took the time to, to hang out with the staff there, too, which is so cool. It really is. I love that. You know, his whole team with the staff and then him with one of the chefs. It's great to see that. And I'm sure they were super excited. So apparently they enjoyed 
Warren poached pear salad with fried goat cheese and truffle pear vinaigrette. Mm. Fried cauliflower with anchovy chili and garlic. House-made spaghetti with sun-gold tomatoes and basil. And pan-roasted Mary's chicken with celery, root grain, sorry, root gratin, cabbage conserve, and balsamic onions, winter squash risotto, and of course the restaurant's famous sourdough bread. Damn, that's a spread. I know. It's a lot to read there. And if you are coming to town, make sure to get a reservation at Esther's Kitchen Mm -hmm. during your stay because it is amazing. It really is. Another good place that's right near there, actually, is Tacotarian. Yeah, and the vice president, Kamala Harris, just popped in (laughs) unannounced. Uh, She was here to tout the new stimulus package promoting uh, the vaccine. She stopped at one of the vaccine clinics over at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. And then you can't always be all about business. You Mm got to stop for lunch. And that's exactly what Kamala Harris did, stopping into Tacotarian in downtown Las Vegas. That's on South Casino Center. Yeah, and that's a vegan taco place, in case you're curious. And it's delicious. I've eaten there only one time, but it reminded me that I need to go back. And it's such a a cute vibe Mm -hmm. inside, too. They do have a a little doggy patio as well. So if you're going out to... Going out to lunch with your pooch, you can do that too. Yeah, and I love the post. They were so excited that she showed up there and ordered from them. They have pictures of her inside, and they're going, man, I didn't wake up today thinking that the vice president of the United States would walk into our restaurant, but she did. And apparently she got the tip from Cory Booker, so he told her to go there. Oh, that's great. Isn't that cool? So, yeah. Well, and it's funny. One of the uh, employees there said that uh, someone from the White House came in, and they just said hey, I'm from the White House, and the vice president is on her way here. And they said then their minds were blown. Oh, my gosh. That is <laughs> so it was exciting. short notice. Yeah, super exciting moment. A friend of mine on Instagram, Chris Decker, he was getting vaccinated, and the vice president was there. And he's like, not only did I get vaccinated today, but all of a sudden, the vice president's there witnessing my vaccine, and he took like a selfie with her in the background, and that was kind of cool. She stopped by a location at UNLV. So we got photobombed by Kamala. Yeah. (laughs) I love that, by the VP. I know. So that was really cool. We've had about a million vaccinations here in Nevada, so we're we're pumping them out. Yeah. And we're happy about that. Uh, Another quick sighting, Donnie Osmond has been back here in Las Vegas. He's working on his residency, uh, his solo residency, which launches at Harrah's Las Vegas coming up in August. So he's here with his team getting the show ready. And uh, he just stopped by to see Tapeface, oh, cool. who's a fellow headliner down on the strip. So Donnie's here putting the, you know, doing some work on his show, supporting other headliners as well. Oh man, just feels like the vibe is is back. So uh, we're doing it safely And hopefully more and more people will continue to visit Las Vegas as we try and bounce back from a very tough year, just like the rest of the world's had. All right. And uh, we're going to do a little bit of a modified tips this week. And we're going to springboard off of what Tiffany said. If you were listening, she said, you know, a drive up to Mount Charleston is always nice. It's about 45 minutes off the Las Vegas Strip. And once you drive up the top of the mountain, it's like a whole new world up there. It really is. And Batista's Hole in the Wall is a classic. Uh, It's always on, like, if you search, like, travel channel stuff, like, what are the places that you have to hit in Las Vegas? Batista's Hole in the Wall 
is always one of them. Yeah, and uh, Gordy is the accordion player oh, who has him. been there for decades. Did you know he's actually from Buffalo, New York? No, I didn't realize that. He grew up in Buffalo, New York. Okay. I went, I did an interview with him a couple years ago, and uh, he doesn't reveal his age. Okay. He's very secretive about that. But man, he straps on that squeeze <laughs> box and marches around the restaurant giving, giving songs to table side it's great. great he is great and you know the rest the restaurant is interesting it's like the menus on the wall and like things like just come to get like you always get like your cappuccino at the end and you're you're you pick it like a super salad at the beginning and then your entree um and you have carafes of bottomless red and white wine that's right yes i forgot about that. bottomless red and white wine oh, oh man it's good okay so here's the tip if you go to batista's have one person order red wine and the other person order white wine and then you just keep Get having both. it refilled oh my gosh that is a great tip a <laughs> really good tip you can mix them together and have a blush <laughs> listen so i love batistas but as an italian i must say i was a little fussy about the food there so if you are italian and you love your italian food i over the menu and pick something that you know maybe you wouldn't be so picky about that it doesn't really matter so much how it's made i don't know it's the sauce thing for me yeah but it's a vibe it's a vibe it's the vibe that you go for i love it i'm just trying to be honest i don't always want to be like you know every now know, and then but it's true. a fun place that and it doesn't matter in the end i'm just saying if you're you know if you're going for like you think you're going in to get top-of-the-line Italian meal, Batista's might not be your spot. <laughs> but that's why it's called Hole in the Wall. Exactly. <laughs> but you'll remember it. You'll remember your visit for I sure. I love it there. I love it there. Been many, many times. All right. Um, that's it for us today, I think. Yeah. And uh, next week on Vegas Revealed, we're going to be talking to a Las Vegas chef who is a contestant on the new season of Top Chef on the Bravo Network. It's season 18 that launches April 1st. So we'll be talking with her coming up next week. Yeah, and go to Vegas-Revealed.com or our YouTube page. We'll have a little clip from our interview with Tiffany, too, so you can see her as well as hear her. And also, if you'd like to donate to Vegas Revealed so we can do more and put more time into this podcast, we do have a link in our listener notes. So that's a wrap. Episode 62, coming at you next week. Until then. Bye. Bye. Bye.